everybody, and welcome to Pro Tour Talk with Steve Dodge. I'm Steve Dodge. Today is June 20th, 2018. And uh, the one thing I wanted to talk about tonight, uh, we touched on it a little bit at uh, during the Smashbox podcast last night. And it's uh, what is the ideal number of tournaments to have on a pro tour in disc golf? Regarding the number of ideal uh, events on a professional tour in disc golf, the way that I went about coming up with this number, the first thing that we did, we talk, figured out uh, probably want to start the tour in mid to late February, probably late February. And you want to end the tour sometime in mid-October. What that does is that gives us about 35 weeks. And that gives about a 17-week or three-month off-season. Those seem like pretty good numbers to me. Uh, The next thing we did, uh, take that number 35 weeks. The most events that I think we should have on a tour, not that I used to, I think, but I think now, um, is I think we should have events every other week at most. And when you calculate that out, 35 weeks, every other week, that gives you 18 maximum events. Factor in Pro Worlds, factor in uh, USDGC, factor in uh, the European Open or the European Major. um, And that limits you down to 15 events maximum. And that assumes that those three majors all fall on the right weeks. So it's easily, easy they could be in an off week and then everything kind of shifts and you actually lose uh, a potential pro tour week. So assuming that two of the events do that, you're actually down to 13 weeks, uh, 13 events. So in that case, you'd have 12 pro tour events and a tour championship. Maybe some, some years you could have 13 pro, uh, pro tour events and a tour championship. As uh, the sport matures and the majors fall in line better because things are established, uh, I could see getting up to 13 events and a tour championship or even 14 events in a tour championship in a decade or so. Um, but that that's a long ways off. And as it is right now, um, obviously, we have the national tour and the pro tour. So uh, we have a lot of times where we actually have back to back weeks, because, for example, this year we have nine pro tour events, six national tour events, the tour championship. That right there is 16 events, which is a couple of events higher than what I think that we could max out at. So uh, there's there's definitely going to be some some learning curves and uh, growing pains and some there will be scheduling conflicts as as we go through uh, as long as uh, we continue to work well together. So far, Andrew and I are doing a great job of working and scheduling uh, for 2019. And there's even been some discussions uh, on, on our end for 2020. So uh, we're, we're getting ready. The, the goal next year is to have 11 events. We have our current nine. We'll bring in GMC. I don't anticipate losing any of the nine that we currently have. Um, we'll bring in GMC. That'll be 10. We'll bring in another one. That'll be 11. And then we'll have the tour championship as well. And, uh, and then hopefully there'll be, uh, a good number of national tour events as well as the PDGA majors. So that's what I anticipate happening on that front. Okay, and now let's go to the Pro Tour news. Okay, we've got a nice preview piece about the Utah Open. Uh, I've got to say a big kudos, a big shout out to Seth Fendley and all of our writers. Um, we have recently acquired a couple of new writers, and these guys are knocking it out of the park. They've, they've joined Zach Podhorzer, Baker Houghton, um, and uh, Jer- I don't know if Jerry Roth still, I bet he does still do some writing for us. Um, 
and if you should go to our news, our uh, yeah, the news page and check out the, the reviews and the daily articles. When the event wraps up, when the women are done playing, we work really hard to get that uh, re- review piece of the day's action out within an hour of them completing their round, the, both the women and the men. Uh, so go to the website, read those articles, appreciate the great work that those guys are doing. Um, and then so we've got a couple of really good uh, preview articles about the Utah Open. We go through some statistics for the Utah Open. We talk about the gorgeous venue here um, with these amazing mountains in the background. Uh, and then uh, I think we talked about this last week, so it's probably uh, more than a week old, the 100 Win Club. Yeah, we definitely touched on that. So if you go to the news page, that's that's what's going on on the Pro Tour News Talk. Uh, now I'm going to go and look at the chat section and see if you guys have any questions for us. Looking for forehand driver recommendations. You do not want to talk to me. Uh, not only do I not throw well, but I throw my forehand even worse. Um, and hopefully some people on the chat will be able to give you some answers there easy. So I didn't lose my library card, but uh, we're out setting up the course. And I'm going to go ahead and say uh, Patrick and crew did an amazing job. And I think the we've got more signage out there than we've ever had. The scoreboard looks fantastic with the mountains in the background. I'm very excited for everybody to see it Friday through Sunday. Tune in. And when you watch hole 18, you're going to be blown away. And so please keep Waco on the Pro Tour. Waco is a fantastic event. I love that city. Uh, I love all of the people there. Last year, they were the tournament directors of the year uh, on the Pro Tour. So uh, I think that they are very likely to stay on the tour especially when I just said I expect all of the current events to stay on the Pro Tour. That's the goal with the Pro Tour. I should just I should clarify that. Long term, my goal is to have every event stay on the Tour uh, until they demonstrate that they shouldn't be on the Tour. Um, but we will work with people for a year or two to make sure that things get corrected and go in the right direction before we drop somebody. All of the events on the Pro Tour uh, are run well. They're run by conscientious people, and they're run by people who bought into the idea of the Pro Tour early and know what we're trying to do. Um, we want to bring spectators to the event. We want to we want to bring uh, a geographically sensible uh, pattern to the tour. We want to add ten thousand five hundred dollars or more to every event. We want to have tour points that matter. Um, it's actually one of the videos that I created that should be coming out the week after the Utah, uh, open is, uh, all of the ways in which tour points matter. And there was a really cool rhyme that I had. I think it's something to, uh, you have to, it, they, they get you to qualify and they get you to earn a buy and something. Oh, and they break a tie. So, uh, tour points matter. So we wanted to make a tour that has a whole bunch of cohesion and consistency and people can rely on it. And, I heard somebody out here saying, hey, I saw you at the Jonesboro Open. And it was it, it made me really happy because now the Jonesboro Open is a thing and everybody knows that it's going to happen every year and it's great. So bring the Pro Tour to Kansas City. George Williams, I'd love to go to our website, uh, do, uh, what is it, prospective events, prospective venues, do a search on that and uh, fill out a form, find a TD and a course. Kansas City is a great location for an event. Uh, La Mirada, well, I don't, La Mirada's in LA, um, 
I'll say that uh, the Goat Hill was a test event this year. That's down in San Diego. So that, that would kind of have Southern California covered, uh, presuming that event becomes a Pro Tour event and does a good job. Um, and Ryan Peeler, yes, we are adding two events to the, the, the plan is to add two events to the tour next year and then to add one or two events to the uh, tour the year after that. And at that point, I think we would be pretty much at the sweet spot, somewhere around 12, 13, 14, uh, if, uh, if the schedule works perfectly. Uh, Phil Johnson, Pro Tour and National Tour need to merge would make it so much better. That is a, that is a decision for uh, the Pro Tour and the PDGA to, to come to at the same time. Uh, I think right now, and I think it's a valid argument, the Pro Tour hasn't proved itself to be sustainable. Uh, we're actually we're going to lose money again this year. Or we're projected to. We were projected to lose a good amount at the beginning of the season. Uh, we're doing really well. Thank you to everybody for your support. Uh, we're selling a lot more apparel. We have a lot more Patreons. And our, our loss is much smaller than we anticipated. So uh, it's possible we'll break even uh, if we do really well the second half of the season. Um, but we have not proven ourselves to be sustainable. So it makes sense for the Pro Tour to keep the, uh, the PDGA to keep the national tour going until we prove that we are sustainable and we will continue to push the top level of the sport forward forever. Um, so I can understand and respect what the PDGA is doing and why they're doing it. Phil, I can understand the concept of the, the events needing to merge. I'm going to say that the reason that they're not merging is because the PDGA just, in my opinion, is, is making sure that the national tour exists as a placeholder and that the PDGA is, is they're supporting us. So they obviously want us to succeed. They just want to, they want us to demonstrate that we will succeed, that we're uh, profitable, which means sustainable, and then uh, we can go forward and take disc golf to the next level. And then, in my opinion, the PDGA will absolutely jump on board. They might maintain the tier level of national tour for a few events, um, and maybe some will be national tour events and pro tour events. There's lots of ways this could work, but the first step is for the pro tour to demonstrate sustainability. Uh, did Macbeth make it? Yes. As a matter of fact, I saw Paul out playing the course today and uh, come closer to Iowa. We uh, at the very beginning, we were talking uh, to Justin McClune out there in uh, in Des Moines, and uh, it ended up not happening. We ended up going to the Majestic. I'm not sure what all. I don't remember all the logistics that happened uh, to avoid that. But Iowa, Des Moines specifically, I know has a lot of great courses and a lot of great players. So um, if you uh, if you know of a TD that wants to run a, a Pro Tour event absolutely have them have them submit an application and we will work with you uh we want to make as many great events as possible once we're full then i think we have sort of test events that grow and if an event fails we have other events that already exist that can just pop right up and we don't lose a step so 100 percent, i want to have a full pro tour 13 events or so and i want to have a handful of events ready to step up if an event falls behind. So uh, Moraine is definitely a, a course worthy of a stop. I talked with Patrick today in the truck about Moraine. So you're 100% right. Uh, and the same same thing goes with Pittsburgh. Um, find a guy that wants to run a course, uh, at, a, at a course, and uh, and let's make it happen. How would merging how would merging affect the two drops? I think that 
two tours allows the players to pick and choose which events they want to play more. Uh, I think there's some truth to that, Swift Panda. Um, the, right now, the players get to, like, well, Eagles won three national tour events and hasn't won a single pro tour event, uh, not for lack of trying. Um, but it's really interesting when you look at the national tour points, which has Eagle way on top, and you look at the pro tour points, which does not have Eagle on top. I think he's in fourth, actually. So, uh, yeah, players can pick if they like what the Pro Tour is doing, they can come to Pro Tour events. And if they like what the National Tour is doing, they can go to those. And if they like what both are doing, they can go to both. Um, I'm not familiar with uh, he uh, And Swift Panda talks about the NT points rules. I would go to uh, PDGA.com and just do a, a quick search for uh, NT points. I'm, I know that I've seen the chart that they use. And I've seen the chart that we use on our, on our page. Um, and, uh, Justin is back on Justin is, I don't know which Justin that is. Justin McClune, maybe, um, great player, very thoughtful player. Justin McClune. Do, do you think a non-traditional disc golf product would help the financial status of the pro tour? Uh, Steven, can you give me an example of a non-traditional disc golf product? Uh, are you, are you talking about a cart or are you talking about a cliff bar? Um, what are my picks for MPO and FPO? Uh, I don't like to say what my picks are publicly, to be honest. Uh, the, uh, but I will say, I believe that the Utah Open has a, a unique capacity to bring a new person into the winner's circle. So my guess would be that we would see somebody who has not won a Pro Tour event this year win, a pro, win the Utah Open. That's my guess. Um, and uh, on the women's side, that's... I think we're going to have a heck of a battle on the women's side. Um, this course has its challenges, but the women can score on it. So uh, I'm excited to see how the women do on this. And again, I'm not going to I'm not going to make any predictions. I'd hate to be in a in a uh, situation where I have to make a ruling or I have to help with a ruling. And I've went ahead and publicly said I think this person's going to win. That seems like it'd be funny. Now, having said that, in the future, I guarantee I'll make some predictions and I'll. Uh, get put myself in that situation because that's just how I roll. Laundry detergent. Oh, well, that's funny because um, I had a. I thought when I saw the word laundry, I thought you were talking about my hat because I obviously got stuck underneath something that was dirty. Um, so, but laundry detergent is absolutely needed, as my hat just demonstrated. Uh, that'd be a great peripheral project, uh, peripheral product. Um, and yes, that would absolutely help the financial status of the Pro Tour. Uh, any sponsors that we have that are not currently directly involved in the sport, uh, well, every every new sponsor helps, but partners outside the sport, uh, I believe, help more because they give us more legitimacy. Uh, when we put the Keen Wall up, a lot of people know that brand, and it helps give us legitimacy with the media that come out. Um, and uh, Black Ink Discs Wall is fantastic, and I'm really glad that uh, that we have their support. But uh, the Keen Wall, I think, as far as the local media goes, has has more draw for them. So, with that, um, remember you can't fail if you don't try. So let's all try. Uh, thank you very much, and have a good night. We'll see you next week on Pro Tour Talk. <laughs>